This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Up next on Plains FM, it's part one of Together Through Bread, a podcast series about learning about bread, cooking bread and eating bread from around the world, made with funding from the Office of Ethnic Communities. Washing hands. Probably a cup will do. A cup is better, yeah. Thank you. Oh, that we're going to use that one, yeah. Okay, the hand washing is done and all the ingredients are lined up on the counter. So we're ready to get going with our first ever Together Through Bread workshop, a project where Plains FM teamed up with communal loaf and the Canterbury Workers Education Association to bring people from many different cultural backgrounds together to learn about bread making from each other. Today we're a group of about 20 people all ages gathered in a converted classroom in the Phillipstown hub to learn how to make Somali samosas, also known as sambusas, from a couple of experts. Marian and Fatuma. I think I started learning to cook when I was about nine years old, ten, chopping vegetables, watching my mom cook, and then that's how you get the, you know, building up your cooking skills. Yeah. I think in Africa culture, we start at a young age to cook, and that's how we grow cooking and learning this type of food from our parents. I learn in hard way by myself. Yeah. Most of the time, I didn't grow up with my parents, so I lost them early age. Okay. And when my mother died, I was only nine. Mm. So I just learned it what I'm doing and then. I learned yeah. from my mom. My mom was a good cook. Mm. Probably learned from her mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got it from her. Mm. And was that Somalia? Yeah. No, no, no. I, mine was from Kenya You're because from I was Kenya. born in Kenya. Mm. So we grew up there. But most of the, uh, regarding you're born in New Zealand or you're born in Kenya, we are same, same, yeah, same back, culture. Ra- culture background. Simon Gray is the project coordinator and also the founder of A Communal Loaf, an organization dedicated to making bread, to food resilience, and to community engagement. Kia ora and welcome to Phillipstown Community Hub and to Marianne Fatima. Yeah who are leading the workshop, and I'm just going to introduce a little bit about the project. Um, So the project, Together Through Bread, I think it came about really because I I went and did a course on making podcasts with Laura, who's from Plains FM, the community radio station. And I'm not exactly sure, it's a bit of a blur how bread (laughs) got into it and things, because I was doing... um, my podcast was on something completely different but anyway I've been making bread for many years and I do a project called a communal loaf and then with Laura and Plains FM and then with Lottie who run who's not here today who runs um, WEA the Workers Education Association sort of came up with a an idea for a project that was exploring um, the idea of breads from around the world because it's such a a universal food stuff. I mean, people make bread in various different ways. And, you know, we were just talking earlier about what the definition of bread might actually be. 
If you're in Ireland, Subway doesn't make bread. They make a sort of sugary biscuit. In New Zealand, they do call it still bread and things, but um, it still has quite a lot of high, uh, quite a huge amount of sugar. So then there's all the flatbreads and the little bits people add around the world. So for to, together through bread for this first um, version of it, we've got about six um, workshops which we're exploring. So Somali. We've got Montreal bagels. We've got chapatis. We've got um, salmon and baladi from Iraq and Egypt. Um, and for the project, we've also we're not going to use it today because it hasn't been blessed yet. We've got something called a dough trough, which is this huge that was carved by a carver from um, the carving centre in Littleton, which is this. Well, w when I went along to. Um, ask about a dough trough so it's where you need the dough communally they used to have them in villages and all sorts of places um, I said oh, I'd like one about this sort of size I didn't realize they were going to carve it out of a huge piece of totara so the whole thing is this big and it takes two people to carry it so but it's a beautiful object it's been carved um, so it needs to be a proper blessing so hopefully if we see you again at other workshops we'll get that have a go at doing all that communally and things um, so that's how we got to this point. This one is our first one, so please bear with us while we get sort of sorted out. And I hope you, um, if you have any questions about the project or the food, do ask. And I was saying before you go, so it sort of gets you trapped into the project, we've got um, sourdough starter and instructions there um, to take away. And then we've got you grasped and then you'll have to come back to us to make some more bread. And now it's over to the bread tutors. Marianne is the one doing the mixing, shaping, the filling, and the cooking. And Fatima is the one explaining what Marianne is doing. Hello, everyone. So we're going to start with the meaning of samosa. So samosa is basically um, traditional uh, pastry filled with beef and spices and you can use vegetarian in it. It's a kind of tra tra traditional, uh, it's a triangle shape. So we make the dough and then uh, we make it in shapes and fry it. So we're putting two cups of flour at the moment. Two cups salt. of flour. Salt. Just a pinch of salt. A cup of water. and make the dough. So you put the water in just gradually? Yeah, and mixing until you form a little small dough. It shouldn't be hard, but a little bit softer. Yeah. yeah. So it's just fr two cup of flowers, a pinch of salt, and a, a water just until you form the dough. You can add, if you feel it's more sticky, you can add more flour. If you feel it's a bit soft, you can, yeah, put water or something. And a bit of oil. To avoid the stickiness. When I'm doing the bread making at this time, the phone goes and I've got my hands all covered. <laughs> <laughs> Always. So that's how the dough looks yeah. like. Formed. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Looks very soft. And soft. And you just keep kneading it until you form a nice ball that's not sticky. You make it look so easy. Yeah, she does. She's a professional <laughs> in it. <laughs> And faster. <laughs> Should already make the dough and now I'm making the balls and <laughs> I'd still be mixing the flour. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, we need that one. Rolling pin here. So she's gonna put a little bit of oil on the dough to avoid. So she's gonna put another one on top of it and she's gonna knead them. Roll them, two. Yeah. yeah, two together. Yeah. And then so they will be like nice pastry. So you can make very thin pastry out of it. So a little bit of oil to cover the whole round ball on top of it. Make sure they're all in the same level. So for the two cups of flour, how many samosas would that uh, make? This one now will be eight. There'll be eight? Yeah. So if we there's one left, but it doesn't have another brother but oh. <laughs> or sister. <laughs> Unless you could make. So that will be, it will be another, another, another four coming from there. Eight from there, yeah. So we need a pan like this one to make the pastry fast. Yeah. Any round one, any shape, as long as it's flat. So Marianne will be basically be rolling the pastry until it's flat and thin. Yeah. And now it gets interesting. Having made many small balls from the soft dough, Marianne then flattens them out with a rolling pin, puts a little oil on the top, and then stacks one flattened ball on top of another and rolls them together. Then she cuts them into triangles and heats them up gently in a dry pan. Now she's going to cut into triangle shapes. And then we're going to put it on the, on the pan. It shouldn't be too hot, just medium. Otherwise, it's going to burn. Yeah. And you don't put oil in it? No, nothing. No. Wow. Nothing. Okay. It's just going to cook on medium, and then we're going to separate those two pieces of pastry, and you'll have two pastry out of each slice of triangle we make. She's cutting the edges to make it nice and clean triangles. There you That's go. Amazing. So you have your own pastry. That's amazing. <laughs> you get your own pastry, yeah. <laughs> separates so easily yeah. and it doesn't get because stuck the, together. Yeah, of the oil. So it should look like that. Yeah. Because she put oil and then she sprinkled a little bit of flour and then she stick the other round ball on of the dough and then she roll it and then after you cut on triangles you put on on here, see? That's how it should be. Little bubbles, not cooked that well. And then she, when you separate it will come out smooth and clean. After heating up the dough triangles, Marianne then pulls them apart into two separate triangles, which is really surprising to watch because the dough balls were rolled together as one piece and heated up as one piece. It's that layer of oil that she put on the top of the flattened dough balls that makes it easy to pull them apart. So now we have double the number of pastry triangles to work with. So we have to, after we make the pastry like that, so we have to form a triangle and we use a little bit of flour like that with a bit of water and mix it to make it like a sticky uh, glued, like form it to create the shape and then you put the, a little bit of flour with water in the middle and then form it and make a sticky thing. Yeah. And now comes the tricky part. We have a bunch of pastry triangles and we have to glue the triangle into a cone shape to put in the filling and then seal them up so that no filling can escape during the frying process. This involves taking one half of the triangle and folding it halfway over 
then spreading the water and flour glue mixture down one edge, then folding the other half over to cover the gluey edge and seal it. Easy, right? So Maria is going to show you how to fold it. So you, you take one edge and fold half and then bring it back. There you go. She makes it so easy. <laughs> I know you will try for the first time, but you're going to fail. But the second time, you will get it. We all went through the same thing. <laughs> it's a very tricky one. Now it's time to fill the samosas with the rich, spicy fillings that Marianne has already cooked. She did two kinds, one with minced meat, onion, and spices, and the other with tuna, veggies, and spices. So here we go, filling and sealing our samosas ready to be fried. So we already made just we put it inside. Uh, the meat you put inside, so it's just spring, on, spring onion and the beef, and the other one is vegetarian, just vegetables, if anyone is vegetarian. Just the feeling. And what kind of spices do you have? Uh, Marian spices. Just green herbs and salt. Salt. And a bit of pepper. Yeah, this one has a bit of curry. And curry. A mild curry. Yeah. yeah. You can use anything: chicken, minced, beef minced, tuna cans, and just put on the stove and a bit of dry them off and. Yeah. You can even put potatoes and peas, any filling you want, yeah, as long as you're going to make the pockets and fill it in. Don't fill too much because you won't be having space to, mm. yeah, so you got, you put inside more, yeah, you fill, the, you close the pocket and you need to put, close a bit of here. You make sure you close the edges perfectly, yeah, otherwise the filling will come off and, and then you put, yeah. On the triangle edges, yeah, like that. That is perfect. Yeah, so you need to close that air. There you go, so good job. <laughs> she did nicely. Look at that, yeah. Yeah. So we, ha we have a frying pan on here. We put a little bit of oil, like, let's say a cup, maybe two and a half cups, just to fry the samosas. What's the temperature of the frying pan? Uh, it's just on high, on high, just to make the oil get very hot to, to fry the samosa. And then we're going to put it on low. And how much oil do you put in? I put, that's like two and a half cups, just enough to fry whatever size of samosa we have, like we have those, and so I think we can even add more as we continue to fry. Yeah. Could you also bake them rather than the oven? Yeah, than but when you fry them, they taste better. <laughs> but you can bake them. You can bake them. But we normally fry them. That's the traditional way of making it. If you bake yeah. them, would you brush them with oil first? Or? Yes, I think you can do that. Uh -huh. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. yeah. But mostly we fry them. Yeah. Yeah. Only nice few number of people who wants to be more healthy or yeah. not fry, staying away from frying. They normally bake them. You can, if you want, you can just tiny bit of kind of okay. oil brush just to make it. But if you want, okay. if you can avoid it, it's the same thing. 
Uh -huh. Just put there and keep an eye on it because they already half cooked. See, yeah, the, the pastry is already half cooked. At what temperature would you bake them? No, no, no. She said in the oven if they want. I don't know, maybe like a pizza. Okay. Yeah, because it's already. I because think it will go like 10 minutes. It's already, yeah. The filling is cooked. A, the filling so, is cooked, so you just want to get them nice and brown. Okay. Yeah. What have you got in here? Uh, that is uh, a bit Carrot. of tuna, carrots, peas, spring onion, yep. coriander, yeah. and, and a little bit of salt. And you made your own. Look, he made one by himself. Perfect. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. So after we fry them, they look like that. You fry in the oil. Oh, I have to take a photo. Yes, please. How come? Yeah. We eat the Ramadan time. Thirty days of the Ramadan time. Ramadan. Ramadan. Party parties, any occasion, weddings. Yeah. They are very nice with a cup of tea or as a snack. So we fry them until they are golden brown and crispy. Oh, that one's your one? one? Okay. You can my one so what do you fill them sometimes uh, with sweet uh, things? Ah, no, we never try with sweet. No. Traditionally, it should be either uh, with beef or yeah. a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. And then when you eat them, would you eat them with some yogurt or so? Ah, uh, no, we just have with a... Traditionally, we have with a cup of tea. Okay. It goes nice with a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Or you can have maybe... Some people have seen they dip in a sweet chili. Sweet chili and just... Oh, okay. So literally huh? deep. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I never yeah. try with mayonnaise, but with, I've tried with sweet chili. Uh -huh. Or sweet any chili sweet chili sauce. Okay. Or you can make your own chili, like green chili, blend with a little bit of water yeah. and just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Deep in it and eat if you want more spicy mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people like more spicy mm -hmm. because when you make them at home, kids don't like spicy food. Mm. So we make our own chili to dip in and eat with it. Mm -hmm. But some people like the way it is. So everyone is different with their own way of eating mm -hmm. spicy food. Yeah. You're going to love them. They're so nice. <laughs> so the flour here, mm -hmm. can we change into the brown flour like to make the brown? Brown. I don't. Think you can make with a brown whole meal? Whole meal. We never try with a whole meal. By this time, everyone is busy cooking their samosas and chatting with each other. One person asks, "What's the difference between Indian and Somali samosas?" Yeah, yeah it's different one. I think the Indian one, the, like we uh, we did our pastry on on a little pan and try to cook on both sides midway. But the Indian samosa, they just make the dough and cut triangle and put the filling straight away. Yeah, we don't cook it. We don't, they don't cook halfway. Yeah. Cooking is really good, though. I think cooking is because sometimes yeah. you end up with a not cooked dough properly yes. because you just put in the oil and it doesn't cook. But we cook halfway so we can fry them. The Indian one, you just cut in triangles and start filling up. Then you put in the oil, it doesn't cook properly. And you cut the samosa and like, it's not cooked properly. Okay. So we're going to make a traditional tea, which is black tea with spices, cardamom, cinnamon stick, and clove. This is spices for the tea. Oh, it smells beautiful. So we're going to make special traditional spicy tea, okay. which is kind of a sweet tea with spices like cardamom, clove, cinnamon stick. Grind it together. You can smell it. And we put tea bags as well. Yes. 
like a it's like we have chai to, latte or for mulled wine sometimes yeah. some of the things uh -huh. yeah yeah uh -huh. and these cups all right for the oh tea. yeah that is perfect <laughs> too bad and do you, is it sweetened or do you no it's sweet we put sugar we want sugar. you to taste the traditional yeah, yeah. way but if you want, we can just leave with no sugar. Oh, no, no, no. And then, yeah. because I think some people will not love with sugar. I and don't they have sugar and tea, but I love. In Greece, we had coffee and it's. Like yeah, we, yeah, we always. Traditional Greek or yeah. Turkish coffee, really thick. So, are you happy with if you put a little sugar? Yeah, yeah. I think it's nice when you taste the Somali tea. <laughs> no, of course, yeah, I yeah. shall go. Yeah. I shall be led by you. Thank you. So, I'm just hot water, yeah. In the pan. That'll be enough for everyone. That's it. Okay. That yeah. No, that's enough. You don't want to make it too strong. And then just the tea bags in. Maybe three of them. You don't want to make it too strong. <laughs> and then we wait it to boil. Yeah, you want to boil the, 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 the spices in the tea. You have to boil it for a while, do you? Yeah, you need to boil and mix with the, the flavors. have to mix with the water and the tea together. Maybe after, maybe a few seconds after you start boiling, maybe 30 seconds. Washing down a Somali samosa with a cup of sweet, spicy tea is the perfect combination. And the treats don't stop there. She ca we came with another pay, uh, another pen pastry to make a sweet dough but she already makes but she just wants you to taste it there's a different one is you make it like a pizza dough so it's like a donut but in a we call it like Somali donuts so we call it mandazi it's a different one it tastes like a donut but it's not donut <laughs> but it's also a triangle shape you can make squares and uh, just a flour salt Sugar and yeast. And yeast. That's it. Yeah. Just the way you make your pizza dough, but you add sugar. Mm. You can see the bubbles in the dough. So you have to w wait for at least an hour until the dough rises. Mm. So you can have fluffy ones, yeah, when you fry them. Yeah. yeah. They are very easy to fry. As long as soon as they get golden brown, you just take them out. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it is fluffy. Yeah. At this stage, we've got plates full of samosas and mandazis, and we're ready to eat. But first, it's time to give thanks with a karakia. So, uh, All right, and thank you so much, Marianne and Fatima, for showing us your beautiful samosas. And you are welcome. Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Very high <laughs> <laughs> how, how does it taste? Mm. You like it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, really nice. it's really nice, yeah. <laughs> it's nice for picnics, uh, finger food for the kids, parties, birthday parties. Everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Weddings, like a starter, they have this. Mm. So these are, these are very special. They are very special, yeah. We normally use them uh, during Ramadan, which is once in a year. So everyone is looking forward to them. We normally make it special Ramadan time, and that's once in a, in a month, and that's we liked it to have it after we break our fast. Ramadan is when Muslims fast for a whole month, so we use that to break our fast, and that is every traditional Somali house, you'll find that. So once in a month, we make that, but normally 
we make it an occasion, but that's the special day we, we have them. Mm. Yeah. Did you enjoy making them? So oh, that's good. Gonna you can enjoy more when eating them. <laughs> can you reheat them? Let's say you have some left. Yeah, you can reheat them, but yeah, maybe 30 seconds, but don't. If you put it in the fridge, you probably know it will stay. Maybe one minute in the in the in the microwave. Yeah, one minute. Oh, okay. One 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 minute is enough. Otherwise, they will pop up. But they wouldn't <laughs> be crisp anymore if you put them in the microwave. Uh, I think yeah, they'll be more soft and fluffy. Yeah, they they're nice when you eat straight away. They get the crispiness, but after after that, the crispy will disappear. <laughs> yeah. What are the um, Somali breads do you make? Uh, oh, we make a lot. We make chapati. Uh -huh. We call it sawayat. Uh, we make uh, the mandazi. Yeah. We make samosa. We make anchero. It's a different one. You make it with flour. Yeah, we make uh, fluffy pancakes. Yes. Different one. Very tasty. Anchero is different. Yeah. Originally from Ethiopia. Yeah, and then uh, we make uh, mofo, like a naan bread, like the Indian naan bread, but a different one. We, we have so many breads. I can count to 10 different types of bread, but we wanted to share this one because it's, yeah, it's delicious. Likes it. Everyone likes it. Where do you find the flour for the uh, Pack and save. No, for the injera. For the injera? Because I've been looking for tap flour and... Injera, we use... People used to have it. Flour, we buy this Indian shop. Indian shop, pack and save. It's a normal flour. We use normal flour and we add a little bit of semolina. So the Somali anjera is different from the Ethiopian anjera. Ah. The Ethiopian anjera, they, I think... They use tap flour. They use rice flour. They, have, they use wholemeal, I think. Kind of different type of flour, but I'm not sure how... how so what use, we we do. Ours is different. We just no use the same flour, just normal, I see. normal some white semolina. flour. And then we add a little bit of semolina and the yeast. Yes. A bit of salt, a pinch of salt, uh, a spoon of sugar. And then you just mix it with a cake. Let it sit for a little while. Yeah, for like until hours until, until the bubbles. bubbles. And then yes. you pour on the plane and you just go like, make a round shape. Yeah, yeah. So you boil, yeah. More tea, you more. You are welcome. Really you are welcome. Thank you. It was yeah. I don't know how you find time to do all of this cooking and baking because you're both very busy women. You have full-time jobs, yeah. you have household and families yeah. to manage. To be an African woman, you have to be a strong woman. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone left happy, inspired, and eager for the next workshop where we're going to learn about making samun bread from Iraq and baladi from Egypt. If you want the written recipe from this workshop, then check out the Together Through Bread Facebook page. Many thanks to Marianne and Fatuma for sharing their knowledge and skills, to the people who came along to learn, to Simon and Lottie for helping coordinate this project, to the Office of Ethnic Communities for providing the funding to make this all possible. And finally, thank you for listening. Podcasts of this series are available on the Plains FM website. Search Together Through Bread.